Alright, welcome to another episode of Kiwi Scan Stories where neighbors meet neighbors. Today, I have Avi Cohen. He is one of the co-owners of La Boulangerie, a place that almost everybody here in the Key already knows. Uh, big fan of the croissants there and of course many breakfast and lunch options. So I um, I reached out via Instagram and they responded right away and I had the pleasure to have a nice pre-podcast conversation with Avi to talk about today's podcast. I'm excited. Thank you for joining us today. How are you? Good, Alejandro. Thank you for having us in your program. Uh, we're excited to be here. And, you know, we're glad to be part of this community. Awesome. So I have an icebreaker question for you. Yes. Tell us something about yourself that most people don't know. I'm a control freak. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I get very, very detailed about the things that we do. And I try to control everything that, that's going on in our business one way or another. And, uh, yeah, I guess that's one thing that a lot of people don't know about me. Are you making the desserts too? Like to that no, point, to I that did, point? I did get into the desserts. I did get into the croissant making, everything, everything. Okay. okay. Well, that's good though. That's good to, to do every step of the operation. So you know what you're talking about when you tell someone, no, the croissants are not frozen enough because exactly. I know. Yeah, exactly. I agreed. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> Awesome. So tell us a little bit about your background. How did you, uh, how did it all begin? How did it all start? Well, we come from Venezuela originally. Mm. Uh, my family has a French background as well. Uh, I was born in Venezuela. My partners also were born in Venezuela. My brother, who's also a partner with us. And um, we had restaurants in Venezuela. Two of the, three of the partners had restaurants in Venezuela. We had them for eight years, there were different concepts, bigger, bigger locations, more of a sit down style restaurant, fish related, you know, tablecloth and all that. Due to the situation, the political situation in Venezuela, we decided we needed to migrate. We had kids, we had wives and families. So, you know, it was, it, it became a, a real problem to be there. And uh, we were sacrificing a lot, even to work in, in restaurants, it was very hard. So we decided to migrate. And thanks to one of my partners, which is Gabriel, he was the one that, that knew Massimo Stanzione from Key Biscayne. He originally had the business there. It was called La Nouvelle Boulangerie. And he had done something really right. He had it for 14 years before we, we got the business. And when we came in, as I told you, we were you know trying to see different businesses. And he was very strict and very firm on his price. He didn't want to budge, and it was a very high price at the at the time. Uh, but he was very nice as well in letting us be there for three months and analyzing the business from the inside and actually managing the business as if it was our own. So we went in, Gabriel and I. I was coming back and forth from from Venezuela. Gabriel was already moved here. He he was an American already, so he he moved first, and he wasn't married by that time. So we started managing the business. And after three months, we decided we loved the community in Kibiscane. It was very nice. We felt that it was a very closed uh, community. Everybody knew each other. They were very loyal to the, to the location. And, uh, you know, there were a couple of things that we saw as, as, as previous restaurant owners. We, we knew that we could do better or we thought we could do better and we could replicate. We wanted to move away, as I told you, from Venezuela. The, the type of businesses we had were very, very intensive, very capital intensive. We had a lot of, of human resources there. And we wanted to do something on a smaller footprint. And I, we thought Key Biscayne was, was, you know, a great starting point. So we bought it from Massimo. Massimo helped us a lot at the beginning. You know, he, he, he gave us every single advice he could about the keys. He lived there for a long time. Gabriel knew a lot of his friends as well there. 
So we started managing the business in the shadows, little by little. We didn't want to cause a commotion between people, you know, saying, oh, they, they changed ownership. You know how it is sometimes. And, you know, we did change the name. We wanted to have our own name, trademark our name. And uh, we had the background. We had the French side as well. So, you know, it, it was a concept that we felt comfortable with. We, we had done things similar in Venezuela with breads and other stuff. So we decided we could take, take on the, the challenge. And uh, from there, our story began. We started managing it. We started little by little changing the low-hanging fruits, you know, that we saw. We started shifting the concept to, to what it is today, to what we wanted it to be, uh, organizing it more, bringing in more systems in place. And then we started to, you know, open the second location. When I moved here, uh, we couldn't live out of one location. So we needed to move, you know, we needed to open more. So we had negotiated one in Aventura and we were kind of in, in talks with one in Coral Way, but that gentleman was, you know, going back and forth. So we weren't sure. It turned out that we actually got both stores and we pretty much opened them one month apart. It was a very hectic time. I couldn't tell you that, you know, it, it was easy. It wasn't easy, but we did it. Um, we were four partners. So, you know, it, it's been great. We we've, we can count on each other. Everybody has their own strengths. So and we knew each other from from way back, so it was great starting like that. Um, when we opened the third location, which was Coral Way, we we definitely needed a bigger space to make the products. When we bought the first location in Kibiscane, most of the products were bought from third parties, and we weren't so happy with the quality of the products, right? So the croissants were made in house, but we didn't like too much, you know, the way they were being made and the recipes, and you know. They were good. I can't tell you they weren't. They weren't. They were very good. But we thought there was a better way. And uh, even with the desserts and and the soups and the sauces and the quiches and the pastas and things that we offered, we wanted to have consistency. So we moved the commissary to the location in Coral Way, which is the the biggest location we had at that time. In the back, we had a couple, you know, three thousand to four thousand square foot. So we decided to do the commissary there, and we started, you know, bringing. We brought. People from we brought a, a, a baker from France who is a fifth generation baker. He's a very good friend of ours. He also helped us in in you know tweak the recipe even more. And that's where I would tell you that yeah, I definitely got in my hands dirty into in, in making the croissants and learned every single detail that I I didn't know by then. It was a great experience. We proved the product really well. We we achieved the consistency that we wanted, and uh, you know after that, our goal was to be able to replicate the concept even further. So we started opening more locations and thank God now we have six locations and the commissary rolling. We make 77 products at our commissary location, which includes sauces, dressings, and, and uh, the baked goods. And as I told you, all the, all the croissants in the process of making the croissant, they always get frozen at one point so that the dough and the, and the butter, you know, keep their, their separations that that's needed for them to, once you prove them that that makes the flakiness of the croissant. So we decided we could, deliver to each store and distribute to each store the croissants frozen, it would make more sense. We'd have, you know, one central commissary that would really take care of the quality and the control of the product. And that way the stores would prove them at the store according to their rotation. And then they would definitely bake them fresh every single day for the customers. So that's what we decided to do little by little. And that's where we are at right now. Well, I like that you touched on the croissants because that's one of my go-to one of my go-to favorites because once a week I meet up with a friend of mine in the mornings before work and we both have a guava and cheese croissant 
because nice. they're just the best. And you got it. The flakiness is there. The taste is there. It has just the um, the right amount of guava and cheese inside. Because sometimes, sometimes in some places they 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 you know they cheat. It's like they don't they don't put enough. But you yeah. you guys have the right percentages. And I'm not saying that just because you guys are in the key. It's because I'm a big fan of croissants and I'm 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 very uh, very tough. Yeah, very tough critic of of my croissants. So you you definitely know what you guys are doing there. So that's awesome. Thank you. That's really good to hear. So, what are some of your favorite uh, dishes that uh, you can share with us? Wow, I can tell you that the Norwegian Benedictine is great. I uh -huh. love the, the different temperatures that you get from the smoked salmon, that you get from the egg, the you know the the crunchiness that you also have in the dish. It's a mix of flavors. It's a mix of textures. It's a mix of of temperatures. So it's a dish that I feel it's it's a very good experience all in all. Um, I love the croissants for sure. The pain au chocolat and, and, you know, every single croissant that we make, they're, they're our pride and joy. Uh, we have Latin dishes that we're very proud of as well. We bring a lot of, we, the concept that we try to, to implement and we hope that it's coming across the way we, we, we designed it is, you know, both Latin Americans and Europeans meet at the table the same way. We, we get into, you know, with family, friends, it's a, it's an experience. It's not fast food. It's something that we don't want it to be too long for it to be made, but it's not fast food. It's made with good ingredients from scratch, you know, for you at that point when you're sitting down. So, and we're not in a box where you can say, oh, you're fast casual or you're, you're, you're fast food or you're, no, we're a cafe, a deli bakery cafe. And we try to provide you the best food we can with the fresh ingredients, fresh quality. So for us, those dishes, the Benedictine, I could tell you the, the, the croissants. I love the avocado toasts. They're great. You know, you can try our pastas. We'll, we'll definitely surprise you. There's a lot of people that think that, you know, a place that sells mostly baked goods and, and maybe, you know, some salads and sandwiches, they're not going to be great at pastas. And, and we're very proud about the four pastas that we offer. There are only four. And it's precisely because of that. We wanted to do them right. And uh, the lasagna and the parmigiana are great. They're known for uh, So that's something that if you want to go there and, and, and try them, try the lasagna. It's, it's very good. Okay, I'm going to take your word for it because I, I recently, believe it or not, learned that you guys have, you know, pastas and, and like a lunch menu. And I was like, because I, I'm used to the place, like you mentioned, it's bakeries, more like a morning style place set up. Yeah. But, and I don't know what, how I discovered, oh, it was via online, online. I think Uber Eats, you guys do that. Yes. yes. So I, one day we were just choosing, I, I got COVID in January and we were just ordering, you know, from different places. And I was like the lingerie lunch, what? And that's when I learned. I didn't. I didn't order because I. I was. I was a little skeptical, but I will take you up on it, and I will definitely try yeah, your pasta. Very good, and try the bravia, the salad. It's amazing. It's very good. Okay, I will do that. So, what other menu items um, do you want to? I guess give more light to the things that people probably don't know that are there. Well, yeah, you can definitely ask for the Nuccino, which is a Nutella-based coffee, and uh, it's a great product. People yeah. love it. Uh, you can try the um, the Dulcino as well, which is made with dulce de leche. It's also a specialty coffee. And uh, due to the pandemic, as I was telling you before, when when you said that I forgot to mention when you had when you said you had COVID during the pandemic, all the restaurants you know went through very hard times, and uh, we were among them as well. Everybody was in the same boat. And uh, we needed to shift in a way. And we saw that a lot of people were cooking at home and were getting a bit desperate about what, what to do you know, for dinner, for supper. 
So we decided that we could definitely have some of our products that were already frozen and that would keep the, the quality within them, that we could have them as a frozen product that you could take home and maybe bake it at home. And, and you know, you could either fry them or use the, the air fryers or use, you know, your uh, convection oven or regular oven. So we put the uh, the instructions on the website. We developed a line of frozen products that include, you know, pan de bonos, includes empanadas, tequeños, quiches, soups, sauces. So you could take them home and make them at home. And, and you know, you would get a great dinner with as little as, as you know, as an effort of putting it in the oven for a couple of minutes and having it ready there. You could have an amazing quiche and everybody could, could you know, try something different as well. So that's one of the lines that I encourage people to try. Um, we mentioned the Bravia salad before. It's great. The sandwiches are all made in baguettes, so they're great as well. The brie and roasted almond is one of my favorites. Um, you can try all of our soups. The, the onion soup is vegetarian as well. A lot of people don't know that. And that's been a great uh, point for us because there's a lot of people, not only the ones that are vegan, but for religious reasons or other reasons that they choose not to eat, you know, or dairies or meat. So those are also good options and they're very healthy. You know, it's pure vegetables, especially the vegetable soup, the pumpkin soup, the chickpea soup, all of those. You also mentioned to me before um, a pre-podcast that there's videos to help me, right? Yes. Cook. Yeah. When you log into the website, you can check on the videos. We have a section there and it's laboulangerieusa.com. And uh, we wanted to put it as simple as possible. So it's a very easy step-by-step -step guide that you can use either if you want to fry the products. Some people want to fry the tequeños, other people want to bake them, you know, and other people want to use their air fryer. So you can do them any way that you choose. And uh, they're there for you. It's very easy to, to see them and, and do it at home. I believe me, it's, it's something that any of us can do. Awesome. So environment, I, you mentioned to me before we started that the environment was very important for you guys at La Boulangerie. Can you share with us some of the examples you guys try to be environmentally friendly? Well, yes. Starting from the designs of the stores, we use a lot of vintage uh, objects. As you can see, we're very proud about it. We love the decors on our stores. We love the, the objects that were made before, and we're very, very adamant in reusing things. So all, of, all the materials that we try to use are, are earth materials, very reusable. We avoid plastics as much as we can. We even put our desserts in jars, as I told you, for two reasons. One was environmentally, and the other one was on the side of not having gelatins or preservatives in the desserts. So you can take them home, and those jars are glass. They're perfect. Uh, most of our packaging, 99, I would say 99.9% .9 of the packaging is recycled. So, you know, even though we still need to use the plastic cups because there's not a better option yet, they're all made of recycled materials. And we do want people to know that because we pay very, very, you know, we pay a big, big attention to that. We make a lot of effort in sourcing them. Uh, sometimes it's not easy with COVID. We had a lot of issues with, with, uh, you know, suppliers and we still, we're still struggling with a lot of them with packaging, but they're there. And it's been a, a very important part for us. We also avoid waste as much as we can. So, you know, if you're, somebody is coming short of a napkin or two, just ask the waiter, they'll bring more for you. But it's something that we have in, ingrained in our concept. We don't want to waste things. They're there. If you need them, you know, by all means have 10, but we, we, we try to avoid the waste. Okay. You mentioned waiter. You have a great team. I normally come in, the days that I come in, Juan Carlos is, is my frontline waiter there. And, you know, I, I learned his name. He's learned my name. And we have a great relationship. But tell us about the team. 
I could say that that's the best thing of our whole family, the the the, the concept and everything. As owners and, and partners in the business, we've all liked to have people that have been with you for years. And remember, we were buying that store in the beginning, so they were there before us. So we needed them to see that we were there for them as well and that we were going to get you know our hands dirty as well as they would to get that business running as it was doing you know years ago and that they weren't going to lose their jobs and that we were going to multiply the business and increase the business and even open opportunities for them in the other locations as well so that team there from Julio the manager you know Julio Agudelo Juan Carlos Agudelo Sandra Katy Hugo everyone there has been amazing and they're amazing they've been like fathers to us many of them you know like giving us advice since the beginning in <laughs> the start And, you know, they sometimes they were like, no, no, don't try that. It's going to be difficult. You know, this market is not going to like it. But, you know, little by little, we were able to, to you know, give and, and, and take a little bit. And, you know, the concept grew to what it is now. And, you know, we're super proud of them there. You know, that you couldn't ask for better people there. They know every single customer, which is for us the most important part. They make you feel at home. And, you know, if, if you can... You might have an issue at a restaurant. That's something that's going to happen eventually at one point or another. The important thing is that you have the people there that care and that would make everything possible to make you feel better or to, you know, redeem for what mistake we had made. And that's, that's a great example of a team. They're there for you and they'll make everything they need to do. And, you know, that's possible so that you're happy. So you mentioned there's four partners, uh, including yourself, right? Correct. So what is your role in particular? How do you, how do you guys divide the duties? Well, we're four partners. Gabriel, uh, I'll start with the others first. Gabriel is the, the partner that's more into operations. Uh, he's uh, more in charge of the recipes and maybe the sourcing of the products. Mm -hmm. He's also in charge of three of our locations. We've divided some of our partners go through three locations. The other goes to the other three locations. So Gabriel takes care of Aventura, Boca Town Center, and Key Biscayne. He grew, we grew with Kibiscane and he was the first one there. So it's, it's, you know, it's his baby as well in a way. So he's always there. He, he you can see him from time to time in the Kibiscane location. Benigno takes care of Benigno Armas. He's more into the design side of the business. He takes care of the advertisement and marketing. And now with Corinne that she just came on board. Now she's taking over that role, but Benigno was the one that, you know, was very into the designs of the stores, the locations and the workflow and even the constructions of the locations. Benigno takes care of Pinecrest, Doral, and Coral Way. And then you have my brother, Ariel, who does the human resources, accounting, back office, and everything that we need in order to work and function. Everything that goes behind the scenes is his side. I'm more into the role of the new businesses where we're going to do the, the different softwares that we, you know, we use at the, at the company and, uh, you know, the reporting, the analytics, the, the, the franchising side, which we just started. We just started with our you know, we finished our franchising documents and, and legal documents, and we want to push this concept forward and further. And um, also for the commissary, I'm the I'm your guy. So if, if it's something related to the commissary, I'm more into the manufacturing side of the business as well. So if for whatever reason, the quality of the croissant were to decline, you are the person to tell, hey, Amy, yes, you know, I love the croissants here. So I'm letting you know something happening with this batch yes sir exactly <laughs> right exactly right and it'll depend believe me miami is tough because the weather is very very humid and you have different seasonalities in, in terms of you know that humidity so it, it takes a toll on the croissants believe me it does sometimes we've had issues in the past and and it was very hard in pinpointing what it was 
And it was something related to the air conditioning at the location because the croissants were not fermenting as well due to that, uh, due to the dryness of the, you know, the, the ambient and everything. So, yeah, definitely. If you have an issue with the croissant, let me know. I'll we'll be do. glad to help and we'll, we'll analyze it. Will do. Well, Avi, I know that we're running out of time, but you've done great answering all our questions and letting us know more about the back uh, of, of how La Boulangerie started and the team behind it. And, and uh, so I have one more question for you yep. uh, that I ask everybody here. What is your favorite part of Cube's game? Wow, I could say the lighthouse. I love the, the, the park. I think it's great. And, you know, once you get across the bridge and you see everybody's doing sports and, you know, it, everybody's jogging and you see the golf carts there, I think Ibiscane is surreal in a way. It, it's different than any other place that you go to in Miami. It's not a very, you know, like hardcore city that everybody's moving around and craziness and all, all over. And uh, you have the kids and, and people seem, you know, very happy. It's like a club. And I love that about Ibiscane. I used to love the Miami Open there. Uh, you know, we lost that concession. I'm sorry to, you know, that that happened because it was great. You felt it way better. I, I went to the new one and, you know, at the Hard Rock Stadium and it's not the same. The the ones that have been to the Kibiskane one know what I'm saying. And it was nice. I think the that Kibiskane offers a lot. It's beautiful all over. Amy, awesome. Thank you so much for jumping on the show and letting us know more about Level Injury and and a, and a an insight into into the team behind it and all the love and effort I'm sure you guys put every day. Thank for, you, for us. Thank you for having us and for having our brand in your program. It's great. Hope to see you there soon. Oh, I'm there on a weekly. <laughs> Take care. Take care. Thank you. Bye.